You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Junkyard Dogcast. Another preview episode of the Junkyard Dogcast. I'm Jordan Hill. With me on this Wednesday as uh, we get ready for Turkey Day, just a day away at this point. Garrett Chapman from GoJackets.com. We are getting ready for the big rivalry on Saturday, another edition of Clean Old Fashioned Hate. As Georgia gets ready to go to Georgia Tech, regular season finale for both teams, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, going to be a very exciting rendition of this rivalry. Garrett, how is this Wednesday treating you as uh, we get ready to, to cap all as hard as this is to believe? Getting ready for the end of another regular season. Yeah, it, it, this season's gone by way too fast. I mean, it's been a lot of fun covering the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets this season. They're going bowling for the first time since 2018. Uh, so there's a lot to be thankful for over at, at Bobby Dodd Stadium in Georgia Tech. Um, but it's a great it's a great week of college football. Let me tell you. I mean, even just if for Georgia and Georgia Tech folks, uh, it's a great week. But then all for for everyone in, across the country, you know, it's rivalry week. It's the best week of the year. Definitely, and it's going to be an exciting one, I think, between the Bulldogs and the Yellow Jackets. Now, Garrett, we got you on to kind of give us some insight on this Yellow Jackets team. You already mentioned this. This is a very big first full season for Brent Key and Company. They are mm-hmm. six and five. First time they will go bowling uh, since 2018, back uh, in the last year of the Paul Johnson era uh, on North Avenue. Uh, just how has this team gotten to this point? The fact that they have found the success they have, had some big wins along the way and the fact that they will be bowling once we get to December and January. Yeah, I mean, the biggest addition is Haynes King. I mean, the quarterback is has been nothing short of exemplary for this offense and this team in general. He's been a, a welcome addition to the team. I mean, you look at the scoring. They've gone from 17 points per game last season to mid-30s this year. I think it's 33 or something like that. Uh, points per game. The offense has added about 150 yards per game. The rushing attack is better. Uh, and it's because he's added that deep threat um, to the offense. And Buster Faulkner, the previous uh, UGA assistant who just came over in the offseason and joined Brent Key on the staff, has been just tremendous. Uh, the offense in general has been one of the best in the ACC and one of the biggest reasons why they're they're going to finish in the top four of the conference. I mean, it's been pretty awesome. And, and again, like, look, they're going bowling for the first time since 2018. It felt like there was a bit of a, a pressure valve that was released on, on Saturday after they beat Syracuse. It was just sort of that proverbial monkey on the back uh, that has just sort of been lingering over the program. 
Um, and Brent Key set out two things for the program at the beginning of the season. He said, make a bowl game and beat Georgia. And those are two things that that uh, they really, really want to do. And they've, they got step one and step two is going to come up on Saturday uh, for Georgia Tech, or an opportunity, I should say. Brent Key, former Yellow Jackets offensive line, obviously this game means a lot to him. And you look at last season, they needed to beat Georgia to go bowling. Played a really good first half in Athens mm -hmm. and Georgia. I mean, just simply out-talented them and kept them from going to a bowl. You mentioned Buster Faulkner. I think he's a point of interest, especially for a lot of Georgia fans. Um, I get your thoughts really on him and two guys uh, that Georgia fans will remember, Don Blaylock and Brett Scyther. Uh, two guys who were Bulldogs this time last year, transferred to Georgia Tech. Just what are your general thoughts on all three of those guys, on Buster Faulkner, Brett Scyther, Dom, uh, Dom Blaylock, um, what they brought to the Yellow Jackets, what their roles have been this year? Yeah, I mean, I'll talk about the players specifically too right here. So <clears throat> Dom Blaylock and Brett Scyther, Scyther have been welcome additions to the team. I mean, Brinky went out and added a bunch of players in the transfer portal. <clears throat> and one of the biggest things, he talked about it actually at his last press conference on Tuesday, is they needed the ability to stretch the field. Haynes King gave them the ability to throw the ball down the field, but they needed guys to catch the football, right? Um, Don Blaylock is one of those dudes. I mean, he's he's got some good speed. He just had a 53-yard touchdown on Saturday against Syracuse, uh, and he's just been a welcome addition in that in that capacity. You know, I mean, he's Mr. Consistency for them, and and uh, it's a group that really needed that sort of impact and that leadership in the locker room. Uh, he's also returning punts. Um, he's done a really good job for the Yellow Jackets there as well. Um, He's getting back there, and he's a sure-handed returner, and he, he's not going to give you a lot in terms of yardage, but he's going to catch the ball and and get the get get like, hold on to the football. And <laughs> I think that's a really important thing for any team. Um, Brett Sider has been a, a strong red zone presence. He has four touchdown catches this year and just six catches. Um, so he's done a, a very good job for them. He's just that's just generally where he's made his impact. Uh, so they they went out and they added a bunch of pass catchers just in general tight end position. They had, I think they added two or three. Uh, transfers and Scyther was one of those dudes, but Buster Faulkner has been tremendous. I mean, he's elevated this group. He, he alongside of Haynes King, I mean, they've done a, a fantastic job that the offense is balanced. They run the ball really well. They throw the ball really well. They're averaging just under 200 yards per game on the ground. And that's really when this offense is at its best is when they're running the football effectively. Um, because in those situations, Haynes King doesn't feel like the, the pressure to really try and do too much with the ball. Um, so their best games, if you go back and look at them, it's when they're actually running the ball effectively on first and second down and staying up ahead of the chains, because if they get behind, then sometimes Haynes King has shown a propensity of throwing the ball down the field and, and turning the ball over on occasion. And Buster Faulkner in that relationship has been symbiotic and it's worked great. And talking about that run game, just how important has Haynes King been <clears throat> as a piece of that run game, being able to scramble, being able to have design runs and keep the run game going along with those running backs. Oh, he's been tremendous. Uh, I mean, even the broken plays that he turns into four, five, six yards, or, or occasionally even 15, 20 yards have been huge for the offense. It keeps it keeps him ahead of the chains, like I mentioned before. And um, I mean, I mean, and, and it's that athleticism. It's one of the biggest reasons why he's one of the least sacked quarterbacks in college football this year. I mean, he's averaging somewhere in the range of like one sack per game. Uh, I know after the Clemson game that the number went up a little bit, they sacked him, I think, three or four times in that game. But for the most part, he's done a tremendous job of avoiding pressure and, and extending plays. Uh, it gives the offense an opportunity down the field, and that's going to be critical against a, a Georgia defense that swarms. Uh, I mean, it's it's his legs are, have been a tremendous asset to the offense. And I think 
his ability to extend plays is, is awesome. I mean, look, and he, he's fast, you know, I mean, the dude, he's already scored a 75 yard touchdown. Um, I mean, he's, he's shown the ability to, to rip off big plays if, if he's allowed. And um, those legs, I mean, it's been, it's been a huge deal for the Georgia tech offense this season. Yeah, Haynes King definitely, I remember him having a ton of buzz when he was at Texas A&M. I think injuries sort of got in the way, but he's been really yeah. big for Tech. There's there's definitely no doubt about it. Uh, when you look at the rest of this offense, who are the names to know, Garrett? Who are some of the guys that Georgia fans should keep an eye on and, and that Tech's going to lean on to have a chance to win this game? Uh, so the biggest thing is if you want to go to the pass catchers, Don Blaylock is one of the consistent guys that's, uh, that a lot of Georgia fans will know. Uh, Eric Singleton, Malik Rutherford are the two other guys. Eric Singleton's a, a true freshman this season. He's, uh, I, I think, a first ballot freshman honorable uh, All-American. Um, I think he's that level of a player. He's he struggled a bit with drops at, at least uh, in recent weeks, but he leads the team uh, in terms of, of receiving, and he's just been fantastic. Uh, Malik Rutherford's the other guy. I mean, these two guys like to extend the field. They're a little bit smaller in stature, but they are fast, and they can get down the football field. Um, and Haynes King likes to hit them early and often, so – uh, it'll be a big deal for for them if they're able to connect on a few of those plays. But in the rushing attack, uh, Jamal Haynes has, has really come on as of late, as is uh, Dante Smith. Um, the the running backs, I mean, they need to run the ball effectively if they really want to find success. So those guys are going to have need to have a big game. But um, Jamal Haynes, is he had a huge game against Syracuse last week. Dante Smith had the big game against uh, North Carolina earlier this season. He, in the fourth quarter, he ran for over 100 yards just in that quarter alone. So... Um, he's shown the ability to take over football games. They've got a, they've got a number of skill players, but um, they're just looking for just more consistency and everything as, as the season's gone along. Flipping to the other side of the ball, another name that Georgia fans <laughs> will know well, Kevin Shearer uh, steps mm -hmm. up. He was formerly uh, Georgia's outside linebackers coach from 2014-2017, took over as the defensive coordinator during this season. Uh, it seems like the defense has played much better down the stretch and uh, had some big moments. What stands out to you about the strengths of this defense? And again, who are those Yellow Jackets to know when it comes to that side of the football? Yeah, so the biggest thing when it comes down to is is, is can they take the ball away? Uh, whenever they're forcing turnovers, that's when they're at their best. I mean, of course, you saw the the game against Miami. Every, I think everybody saw that game, uh, or at least the highlights of it. It's they, they force the fumble, and then, of course, that the miracle of Miami happens where Haynes King throws the ball down the field, and they connect and uh, win the game in walk-off fashion. They, they, they also had the turnover against Tez Walker in the game against North Carolina. They had uh, the, the interception last week and, and also a fumble recovery against Syracuse. But they're 5-0 and in games where they force two or more turnovers. So that's what they're, they're going to be looking to do on Saturday. And, and they've shown a, a, a propensity to do that. They have 21 takeaways on the season. They've been very good at that. But if they don't get the turnovers, then things bad things have happened generally. Uh, they're minus nine in the games that, that, that they've lost this season and the five in their five losses. So winning the turnover margin, it's kind of like if, like if you were playing Clemson, of course, a lot of people have talked about Dabo Sweeney uh, and that offense uh, and that team in general. If they turn the ball over and they're turning the ball over in spades, then it tends to snowball a bit on them. But if they're taking the ball away, then, of course, they come back and be they look like a dominant unit. Um, Georgia Tech's kind of similar in that regard. They need to be taking the ball away. But as far as other strengths are concerned, uh, let's see, like the, the, the secondary is pretty strong. Your safeties are really good. LaMiles Brooks, Jalen King, Clayton Powell-Lee. Look at those guys. There's all three of those dudes are, are right up there around the top of the team in terms of tackles. Um, 
Clayton Powell-Lee was a freshman All-American honorable mention last season after coming in into a, a tight spot for the team. And he's had another a, a pretty strong sophomore season. Uh, but Jalen King is really the dude who you need to watch. He's he's kind of plays like kind of that Javon Bullard sort of role where he's going to play down the field, but he's also not afraid to come down in the box and, and lay some lay the hit, you know. Uh, so he's a good player, and he was just voted a, a permanent team captain alongside of Haynes King and some other guys. And it's uh, there's a there's good reason for that. The dude can play. Um, but that's the secondary is the biggest thing. I, I want to see a little bit more from the linebackers in a game like this. They've uh, shown that they tackling has been an issue for the team. At least it was earlier in the season since Kevin Scherer took over. I think they've, they've kind of settled that down just a little bit and they've looked a little bit better in that regard. Um, but <clears throat> I want to see what the linebackers can do against a, a formidable front from the university of Georgia. And like, of course the running backs, Kendall Melton and everybody else uh, strong running back group. So, I'm sure Georgia Georgia will be trying to run the football. Uh, this is a Georgia Tech team that allows a lot of rushing yards per game. Uh, they're not very effective in that regard. So I think that's really going to be the thing you see a lot from Georgia this week. And what I want to see from the Georgia Tech defense is kind of what we saw from them last week against Syracuse. They held a team that just ran for 400 yards against Pitt uh, to about half that total last week. So if we can see that again, I think we'll have a pretty good football game. Take a quick break, come back, and dive deep into this matchup we're expecting to see and how this thing may turn out in Atlanta on Saturday night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Turning our attention to this game, what does the injury situation look like for Georgia Tech? Are, are there any Yellow Jackets that we're kind of keeping an eye on as far as their availability coming into this game? Um, as far as their availability is concerned, no, not really. I mean, they've they've been pretty fortunate this season with health. Uh, Christian Leary the, and Chase Lane, wide receivers, uh, two transfer guys. They've they've been dealing with some injuries for the most part this season, uh, but no, nothing really to report in that regard. Um, Corey Robinson just came in and, and uh, spelled Ethan McKinney, a true freshman at left tackle. I don't know if that was injury related or if that was performance related, but that was really the thing of note uh, from last week. But generally speaking, this has been a pretty consistent unit. When you look to this <clears throat> week and you know what the players, what Brent Key have had to say, what have the conversations been like getting ready for this game? Obviously, Georgia Tech understands Georgia's number one team in the country, and they would mm -hmm. like nothing more than to upset them and send them back to Athens with a loss. Yeah, I mean, look, this is the Georgia Tech team that hasn't won at Bobby Dodd Stadium in this rivalry since 1999, back when Brent Key, the head coach of Georgia Tech, had since he was playing uh, in this rivalry. And – I mean, that's how long it's been. It's been a very long time. Um, and I, I know that a lot of the conversation has circulated over the round of the fact that 
it's not a fun rivalry or it's not really a rivalry when only one team is dominated in the way that it has. And he said in his opening press conference that they're going to work 365 days a year to, to win this game. And this is an important game for them uh, for that reason. I mean, look, it's, it's a, you have a chance to play for a state championship and that's always going to be meaningful. Um, I mean, hopefully this rivalry never goes away. Uh, I know the, the trends of college football, it's kind of hard to, to predict anything anymore but uh, I, I think that this game matters a lot I think it matters to Kirby Smart I think it matters a lot to, to Brent Key um, so but a lot of the conversation has been about just sort of returning to where Georgia Tech knows that they can be and at the level that they know that they can play at and a lot of that starts with consistently making bowl games which is goal number one for the season and goal number two was beating Georgia and uh, I know that Brent Key and this football team firmly believe that they're going to give give it everything they have uh, on Saturday I mean look they're the difference between this team and that was in the spot last year that that gave Georgia a pretty good fight in the first half um, to the one this year is that this is a, already a six win team. This was a team last year that was looking to go for its sixth win and, and potentially a bowl game. They already have that six win. They have nothing to lose at this point. If they if they lose this game, they're already going bowling. You know, like they already have one of their biggest achievements of the season, which is going bowling, which is step one in the program for year one of Brent Key. So they got really nothing to lose. So I think they're going to pull out all the stops and do everything that they can to, to make this a good football game. You mentioned this rivalry continuing. Kirby Smart was asked about that, uh, you know, in such a changing world of college football, mm -hmm. you know, he could not fathom this rivalry not continuing. And, and like you said, I, I cannot believe it's been that long since Georgia Tech has mm -hmm. beaten Georgia and Bobby Dodd. And, you know, that was part of a three-game win streak for Georgia Tech uh, during that stretch. And, uh, Kirby mentioned that his last game in this rivalry, Georgia won, and I think he's yeah. made it a point to his team to let them know it's not it's not very fun to to lose this game. And and you know, I think whether or not Georgia Tech wins this game, it would go a long way for basically the health of the rivalry if the Yellow Jackets can come out and and provide a good game. Because really, since they beat Georgia back in 2016, Kirby Smart's first season at Georgia. Well, these games have not been particularly close. No, not really at all. Um, I mean, the last two years that – or the two years, I shouldn't say the last two. Uh, they lost a year during COVID, and then uh, Jeff Collins, of course, was fired before they played the, the game last year. But Jeff Schultz wrote in The, in the Athletic, they, they were outscored 97-7 to in this rivalry with, with um, the previous regime. And that sort of nature of the rivalry has been – it's not fun. I don't think it's fun for anybody. I don't think Georgia enjoys that. I don't think Georgia Tech enjoys that. Georgia Tech certainly doesn't enjoy that side of it. Um, I think everybody's a little bit happier when this this is a competitive football game because rivalries are fun. You know that's what they're they're meant to be competitive and and they mean something to everybody involved. And Georgia Georgia Tech it, it, like this is a a great rivalry. I hope it never goes away. It's clean old fashioned hate. These two teams don't like each other. The fan bases don't like each other. Um, and it should be a lot of fun. Um, I, I think Brent Key's building this program and taking them in the right direction. They're getting bigger. They're getting stronger. Um, you just take a look at this upcoming recruiting class. This is one of the best recruiting classes that Georgia Tech's had in a number of years. Um, and I think that's a, they're taking all the st right steps in the right direction. They're getting bigger in the trenches. And I think mm -hmm. having an offensive line coach like that, uh, like Brent Key is going to help the program in, in a big way moving forward. Um, but look, it's like at the end of the day, it's like I hope this rivalry never goes away. I think this is a, a great thing, and um, the bragging rights are, are a big deal. 365 days, man. That's that's uh, you win this game and you get the next year. So that's very important.
Definitely. And you get the governor's cup to go right along with it. Uh, yep. When you look at this game on Saturday, Garrett, what has to go right for Georgia Tech? What are the keys in your mind for the Yellow Jackets to keep up in this game and potentially have a shot at a huge upset? Yeah, and, and you mentioned the Governor's Cup real quick before I answer that question. Um, yep. Brent Key's got a Governor's Cup sitting in his office. He talked about it at his press conference. Uh, <laughs> he He wants to assure the kids who come into that room that they're not little brother. They're not there to get whooped around, that they are fully capable of winning that trophy. He did it three times when he was at Georgia Tech. And I think that was a that was a point of emphasis at his Tuesday press conference. This isn't just some team where you just line up and, and lose and then move on to the next game. It's like he showed that like the, he has the cup in there. That was the biggest thing. And I just wanted to point that out real quick before we move into this. But as far as winning this game, I talked a little bit about uh, winning the turnover battle. They're five and zero in games that they win the turnover, or they have two or more interceptions. Uh, and the games they lose, they're minus nine. Uh, the game against Clemson, I think, was a perfect example of that. A couple of weeks ago, or two weeks ago, rather, they, they Haynes King started throwing interceptions. He started pressing because they weren't running the ball effectively, uh, and he turned the ball over. So that's the biggest thing. I mean, and that's going to be they got their work cut out for him in this game. I mean, if they not a lot of teams have found success on the ground against this Georgia team, especially in the last couple of weeks. Um, I think the last person to, to run for a hundred yards on this team was Cody Schrader, Missouri. I don't know necessarily if Georgia tech is going to be able to find the same level of success that that Missouri offense was able to on the ground. Um, but if they can just stay ahead of schedule and Haynes King can hit a couple of big plays and they can for, force some turnovers from, from Carson Beck or, or anybody else on that offense, maybe a fumbler here or there. Um, then they'll, they'll have a shot, but they can't beat themselves. They can't turn the ball over. Um, and then they can't get penalized or anything else like that. They're, they're fortunately, they're not a really penalized team. So they're, they rarely beat themselves in that way, but they will turn the ball over if they get pressured. Um, so, I mean, that's really the biggest thing for them on Saturday. They just have to play smart. They have to play a damn near perfect game if they want to win this game. Definitely. And like you said, those self-inflicted issues you cannot have against a team of Georgia's caliber because yep. the, you, you don't get a lot of yards against a team like Georgia and you can't no. be giving them away and you definitely can't give away the football. No, no. And, and that was the biggest thing is they got to run the ball effectively on first and second down. It, like if you are not staying ahead of the chains, then they're not going to have much of an opportunity because you're not beating Georgia with explosive plays. It's generally speaking, it's not a recipe for success. I mean, maybe you'll get, a play or two here and there, like Tennessee had the 75-yard the run in the first play of the game, and then all of a sudden nothing. You know, so you can't rely on that big play to to, to save your save your your game, really. Um, you have to find a little bit of consistency, and that win starts with winning first down. Looking at the game, I'm just going to roll through our predictions over at Dogs 24-7. I'm going to mm -hmm. say Georgia wins this one 41-14. I do think that uh, Georgia Tech headed in that direction. I think keeping Brink, he was a very good decision. But I don't think that Georgia Tech's quite where they need to be to give Georgia a four-quarter game. I think first half will be pretty competitive, and I think Georgia will be able uh, to make the plays in the third corner to kind of put this one away. So I'm going to say Georgia wins 41-14. to uh, Benjamin Walk says 45-7. to and then Kip Adams says 42-17, and uh, he's going to give a prediction that Kendall Milton runs for 150 yards. That is definitely going to be key for Georgia Tech to slow down that Bulldogs run game. Uh, Garrett, before we get out of here, uh, let everybody know what you guys are up to over at Jackets.com, any stories you guys got going on, and uh, just y'all's preparation getting ready for Saturday and another big rivalry game. 
Of course, of course. I mean, of course, we got the preview coming out um, here in, like, I'd say, like, the next couple of hours that, that you were so kind to help me with, where we preview uh, everything people need to know about the University of Georgia. So anybody who doesn't know your own team, I guess, we're, we're talking to Georgia folks. <laughs> I mean, we're, we'll get that coming out. And then, of course, we've got uh, tons of, of great high school football content that's coming out. Uh, we, we're, Georgia Tech is continuing to build. And, and look, Having having a former player, a former offensive lineman who played at, U, at Georgia Tech, I think it's going to do great things for the, the program. And they're continuing to build. This is a great recruiting class that they have coming in, and, and, and we're all really excited about it. Um, but it should be a great game on Saturday. We're really mu- very much looking forward to it. Welcoming all the uh, the good folks from Athens into uh, Bobby Dodd Stadium. It's going to be a, a good time. Garrett, before I let you get out of here, any big plans uh, for Thanksgiving? I'm working, man. So I also work over at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game here in Atlanta, and uh, I'm working. I got a lot of I, a lot of college football conversations to be going on. It's, it's rivalry, man. It's the, it's the best time. Well, I hope you can sneak uh, maybe a piece of turkey or a smashed potato, something <laughs> good uh, in the meantime. Oh, yeah. uh, we, uh, we'll wrap up that episode there again, Garrett. I really appreciate the time. I do want to tell everybody to take advantage of the Black Friday sale going on over at 24-7 Sports at dogs247.com at gojackets.com. 75% off a VIP membership. Get all this good content between Garrett, myself, and all the riders at 24-7 and our respective sites. Make sure also to go to dogs247 on YouTube. Get all the Kirby Smart press conference interview. Mike White press conferences and Georgia men's basketball player interviews there as well. As well as these podcast episodes. So for Garrett Chapman, I'm Jordan Mill. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Everybody who is listening to this, everybody take care and everybody have a great Thanksgiving. This show is Fire Country. I'm not a hero. I'm in orange for a reason. They're taking 12 months off your sentence. You're free. Lady. With a special epic season finale. Now that I'm out, I need something to get me up in the morning. You are a firefighter. You speak. That will be unforgettable. In the name of your life's happiness, go get your girl. She's getting married tomorrow. Says, when do you let anything get in the way of what you want? The Fire Country season finale, Friday, 9, 8 central on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.